We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey, Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. I said we'd be back. I didn't say when. <laughs> it's, hey, we're back now. That's all that it's matters. Ten, ten days. I just <laughs> I wanted to go. I wanted to go more frequently, but at the same time, I was like, I I can't. I can't do this. I just I I can't. I can't bring us to the point of like checking in every twelve seconds. Yeah, I feel like if we would. And I'm not, look, we said we'd be back. It took 10 days, all right? So egg on our face. I would say, though, what you're highlighting, um, I feel like the last pod would kind of basically be this pod but because the only difference is we've got a couple quotes from some people, but largely it's, yeah. it's the same thing. You know what I mean? 100%. Uh, that's all? That's all I had to add, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to keep going on that one. I was, I was, the, the line hit the water, and I was like, oh, he's just going to let just chum the water. <laughs> okay. Um, obviously, there's been uh, a, a lot of discussion as we get closer to the season. Training camp is how many days away? So, what, 13? Mm-hmm. 13 days away? 13. Yeah, 13 days away. So, today's the 19th, October 2nd. Okay, yeah. So, media day is the second. Training camp's the third down to Santa Barbara. Uh, I wish I was going, but my wife would kill me if I went to Las Vegas and Santa Barbara without her. So I'm not going to that, but I will be there opening night, I think is the plan. Um, let's kind of reset, go back to Friday. Friday's show, I mentioned with Dusty that I had heard other teams had called. other A, a couple other Eastern Conference teams. Uh, mm-hmm. That got aggregated, and people in Miami said, show me where, and then Woj and... Spears said the same thing two and three days later. Weird how that worked. Um, <laughs> did they did they reach out and say, "Hey, man, uh, I want to apologize for asking you to show evidence"? Yeah, no, no, that didn't. That that part of it never happens. But it, you know, it is what it is. I, I it's it's become a fun little game at this point. Um, but let's kind of like I said, set the, set the table of where things are in the public sphere. On Friday, this is the quote from, from Woj, and if the timeline sounds familiar, well, my sense is the Blazers have done a lot more talking with teams in the last 10 to 14 days than they did in the month plus prior. I think Portland, what they've been trying to do is see how they could put together multi-team deals that would get them the assets they want. That was Woj on NBA Today on Friday. 
Um, there's been some local reporting in Portland that the Miami Heat have no idea what the Portland Trailblazers won, want. I will tell you unequivocally that is false. Aaron Goodwin knows what the Trailblazers want. Therefore, the Miami Heat know what the Trailblazers want. Anybody Anybody, claiming that the Miami Heat don't know what the Trailblazers want is outright lying to you. I know what the Trailblazers want, (laughs) and I'm not sourced at all. How how can we honestly be running with the team trying to get the best player has no idea what the other team wants? That's come on. That that it's a uh, to be polite is a falsehood. Now, what is a point of contention is whether or not the Trailblazers and Heat are talking. There are some who have told me that they haven't really talked since Summer League. There are some that have told me that the Blazers are talking to other teams, but not the Miami Heat. There are some that have told me that the Blazers and Heat have talked sparingly. It's hard to get a characterization on that thing. Mm-hmm. on whether or not the Blazers and Heat have been talking and how much and about what. The peripheral stuff, I can say through multiple sources, is I can say that they've talked to them. Uh, Matt Moore, HP Basketball, he had it on um, Locked on NBA. That's the thing nobody's really, really saying, but everyone around the league kind of knows that the Raptors are amongst the teams, as in teams that have checked in. Yes. Mm-hmm what I was mentioning on Friday. Um, I know a couple other teams that have checked in and there's still a, uh, there's like dark horse teams that are working as facilitators. I've heard that from others that, that the, there is an idea of like checking in of where things sit with Damian Lillard, but there's no forward progress right now. Hmm. And, you just kind of look at that and you go, yeah, so it's pretty much status quo there. This is from Mark Spears today on NBA Today. The Blazers have been talking to several teams. I'm kind of hearing rumors about another Eastern Conference team that I'm not going to throw out there just yet. Excuse me, that was Spears yesterday. This was Woj today. The Miami Heat want Damian Lillard. They just want him for as little as they're going to have to go up. And they're essentially daring Portland to go out into the marketplace, which is what Portland is doing, and see if they can find better. So that's kind of like the Friday through, what, Tuesday encapsulation of quote-unquote news. Is there anything in there that you're like, oh, okay, cool? Well, I mean, you just literally highlighted that somebody locally reported that Miami doesn't know what Portland wants, and now Woj is saying that Miami wants to give Portland the bare minimum. So it's like, bare minimum of what? You don't. You the just thing, said you don't know. The thing know. they don't know what they want, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah anyways. Um, I am still stuck on that. That that kind of blows my, my brain. Um. Nothing really different. I mean, I, we have Dane cuts and audio all over the internet right now. Mm-hmm. He's done talking multiple. about basically everything but the Blazers, except for he did well, say if things went if in a perfect world yeah. he would retire as a Trailblazer. That's nothing yeah, new. Yeah. I mean, right. like, look, I will be entirely blunt. I don't put like much Dame and I talk about out in the, out in the world. That's something I've told you that a thousand times, Brandon, mm-hmm. before the trade request. Leading up to the trade quest, after the trade request, I've talked to Dame through through and through. He has never switched up about telling me that he doesn't want to go. Well, and I saw that he did. Uh, I want to say it was the Cameron and Mace podcast, yeah. and basically it is what was it asked is. like, "Where? Yeah, it is what it is." And it was asked if like he was bothered by Scoot being picked, and 
you know, he said no. And and we had one of one of our listeners reach out and said, like, I, I, I don't think Dame's leaving because of Scoot. And I would say, I never thought he was. I, I don't think it's about Scoot. I think he likes Scoot a lot. And he's got kind of like this big brother kind of energy towards him, which is great. But to me, it's a it's about it's about a different a couple different things, but largely it's not Scoot, it's the use of the pick. I think those are different things in a way. And so there's a way to say, no, 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 it's not his fault. Because it's not, it's not Scoot's choice to get picked no, hundred percent uh but i i just and hearing some of the stuff from him and then like hearing some of the spears and woad stuff i i, I just i don't know man i keep getting the sense like spears was going on this rant about it, it, it you know if it's not miami how, how is dame gonna be and like i know we know what aaron goodwin and dame's side has kind of started out saying at, at the beginning of all this stuff but what I would also respond with, the unfortunate part for Dame, if Miami is not the team, I still would bet that it's Miami that he ends up playing for. But if Miami's not the team, Danny, the unfortunate thing is everybody knows the dirty little secret. And the dirty little secret is that guy's as competitive as any player. Mm -hmm. And even if he says, I don't want to play for anybody else, if he goes to a situation and it starts out good, I don't see a scenario where he's asking out of that situation. So like, I think the league... The Blazers, and I think a lot of teams kind of know this, which is maybe why you're hearing a little more noise about teams poking around. And here's the thing. We're we're getting closer to the season. Like we said, we're 13 days away from media day. I think it's, what, two days earlier for media day for the internet, or a week earlier for the, the two teams that are heading overseas and playing. It's the Mavs and somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Um, but, like, we're getting into the thick of things. Yeah. The NBA season starts in a month and five days. About, yeah. So it's it's happening real quick. Mm -hmm. And you've got to figure things out. And so the next big question or hurdle is media day, training camp. Okay. As I understand it right now, everyone has been at the practice facility. I don't know who or when guys have been there, but everyone's in town. Whoa. Mm. My new camera. My new camera decided to zoom in. I don't. <laughs> they wanted the hot take. They wanted to we're, clip the hot we're, take. <laughs> I, I have a new auto camera, and it just did that on its own. So I have to completely unzoom this, and I don't know how. That's hilarious, dude. You wow. just keep it like this. Yeah, screw it. We're keeping it like this for right now. It must be some hand gesture. I don't know what it is. You but should, you should like do the opposite. Like do this. That's like, what I'm trying to do. Fun. I'm like get get wider, wider. No. <laughs> No? Okay. Um, there you go. New camera. Does cool things. Wow, I'm sorry to everybody who's seeing this in the stream because on the Zoom uh, video, it's not the only bad. Yeah, this is the well, only, I, this I is feel, the only dance feel, cam. Danny, I feel most sorry for the people who watch us on their on their big TVs on YouTube on the app, and it's like suddenly Danny's just going to Zoom into your living room. Yeah, no, I'm going to do this and uh, minimize me ever so slightly. Um, yeah, I don't know why I did that. It was a little weird. Um so can I interject real yeah, quick? Yeah, no, go go while I try to fix this. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned training camp, media day, all that stuff. Uh, I, Sorry, guys. I've made my position very clear on this. It's like I know in an ideal world, I think it'd be great. Let Dan go to the new team, bring in the youngsters. Okay, here we go. Oh, new season. It, it may not go that way. Dame may be still a Portland Trailblazer at that point. I, I'm curious. I've just been spitballing, zero sourcing, zero texting or calling anybody. I've had people ask me straight up, hey, uh, how do you think he's going to play with him? 
and my opinion it's kind of been like i don't think he's gonna play i don't know if it would make a whole lot of sense for future team and current team given age contract all that stuff and so i'm kind of curious if he's gonna go to training camp is this one of those like maybe they talk on the side he says look i don't want to be a distraction team building stuff or does he go down and just kind of enjoy whatever the end of this is gonna be i guess I I think okay. So there's a couple things here. Uh, you you brought up the <laughs> it keeps going up and down, and it's like zoomed in a little more. And <laughs> I need to use the uh, I need to open the old owner's manual on this thing. It's kind of cool though. For those that it are wondering, cool. this is this is the camera that's going in the new studio. Like a little actually track me around the studio, so when I can get up and do like a walk and talk. So that part of it works. Just don't know how. Um, perfect. Media day. Camp. All that stuff. Let's go through the timeline and how this is probably going to go. Okay. As it stands today, September 17th at 7.58 Pacific Standard Time. Okay. I think because, it's the 19th, buddy. I said 17th and 19th. Okay, I looked at... Yeah, sorry. I can't read. Okay. Um, December. December. September. Good God! Take, cut... September 19th at 7.58 p.m. There we go. Now, Media Day. As it stands right now, Damian Lillard will be at Media Day. As it stands right now, Damian Lillard will be at camp. And as it stands right now, Damian Lillard will play for your Portland Trailblazers. Why? Well, the new rule that is in place about resting star players and keeping them away from the team Mm. goes into effect. And mm. there has been Sean Hyken uh, reached out for clarification of the Rose Guard report. Shout out, Sean, our guy. Um, yep. And him and I were talking, and I have reached out to the Blazers and to various others for clarification because Damian Lillard is not the only player that would be facing this, <clears throat> James Harden, to what the league's reaction to this would be. And as it stands right now, I believe both Philadelphia and Portland would have to uh, have a discussion with the NBA to see whether or not that would even be allowed to send Damian Lillard home, to have him not participate or to have him not play. As it stands right now, I don't believe that's an option, even if both sides agreed. Now, there may be some amenable circumstances that the NBA allows this, But that's the first interesting thing to look at. Because as it stands right now, the default position, I believe, is that he will play. There are people I have talked to in the last 24, 48 hours uh, who believe that Damian Lillard will not be traded until at least the deadline. There are people I have talked to who think that Damian Lillard could spend the entire season in Portland. Jesus. As I understand it, the Blazers look at Miami's package and they don't they don't rate it. Like they're not this whole idea of like looking for third party stuff, like they're out there seeing it because there's nothing about the Miami deal, even all of it, that I think that they're interested in taking. So you're talking about like the fully unlocked everything, pick, pick swaps, players, young players, all that stuff. They're not interested in that. As it stands right now, that's my feeling. They don't I wonder they don't think it's enough because and it's not that it's like 
They need to find a way to get like one more first. Like they just need to find something to get something actually valuable to them right now. Hmm. The Hakez Jovic thing, and I'm not saying that that's enough for Portland, but I do think that if they can find a third party here, a fourth party, whatever it takes to make the deal happen to kind of get out of this holding place, uh, I, I would, I would imagine though that those two players, along with whatever else they can scrap up, would be very interesting to the franchise. Given one's a rookie and the other one is, for some people, untapped potential, who's kind of a big guy and can you get it to click in Portland you're taking flyers on guys at this point given their circumstance yeah I the way I look at this right now is I've kind of I've reached the point of I think I said this now for about two months where I if it doesn't happen before camp I keep going back November December it's hard for me to see deadline it's even harder for me to see the entire season I can't, that's wild to me. I don't know who told you that. I'm not saying they're not right. I just, it's wild to hear it, that that it, could go a full season. It is. And they're people that I trust. You know me. I don't. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not taking a shot at them either. Yeah. They might be right. I just, it's crazy to hear that out loud. I think on our end mm -hmm. in Portland and then Miami, like what is my, I mean, Miami hasn't made a whole lot of roster moves They've at made all. Almost, they made almost none and they, They've lost guys. Yeah, they, like, and they haven't been able to pick up any other additional free agents. You know, whether or not they're they're guys that you're like, oh my god, whether it's Kelly Oubre or Christian Wood or whatever. Like, but they're still right. dudes. Like, you still need to replace guys. Um, Struess and Vincent are obviously two ball handlers that you lose that you haven't replaced. There's a Damian Lillard side puzzle piece that's missing very clearly. Yeah, but. The, this, the, the more I look at it, the more I'm just sitting here going, okay, if that's Portland's position, that's, that's where I'm operating. If this is Portland's position, then there's no reason for them to make a move. Like, you can get, if you're Miami and you're aggregating this, the, I'm, I'm trying to explain to you, if Portland doesn't care, there's no leverage for anyone. If Portland just says, your deal isn't good enough, therefore we're not on the market, regardless of what Damian Lillard says. And you can rant and rave and get as mad as you want, but if that's how the organization views it, there's no level of uncomfortable or instability or short-term pain that is going to bother them. Now, whether or not that, that's actually the position that they're going to be able to handle a month, two months, three months, six months, whatever it is, going forward... That'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. But if that's where you end up sitting at it, if you're looking at it from the Blazers side of things, and I think if you're the Blazers, or excuse me, I think if you're the Heat, the question I have, and this, is, this has always been kind of the motivational thing for me uh, for when, when you're talking about leverage. Is there any point in time where Jimmy and Bam go to Pat, Spo, Mickey, everyone involved and go, just get it done? Like, is that a month in the season? Is it two months in the season? Do they coast and get to the deadline and say, okay, now we need to make this happen because we just don't have the juice? Like, what does that look like? Because the well, TikTok, it's not yeah. there for Portland. Well, here's the other thing. So, one, I, 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 I'll push back a little bit on that last sentence you just said. I'm not saying that they're, they need to be operating in this, we got to get this deal done in two weeks scenario. But I've been asking this question all summer, and it's kind of one that, like, I think it's a tough thing to answer 
But what is the threshold for Portland here where I'm not saying take a bad deal. I'm just saying, like, if you don't get the deal you want, season starts, you get to the deadline, there's not really an offer. You go, oh, I, I really want that offer. And then you're getting to the summer. Dame's going to be 34. I just, like, what's the threshold for Portland here where they they don't get the deal, but they miss deal? Do you know what I mean? Like, And the other thing that's tough for, for both sides is Dame in that scenario, 34 in July, right? contract getting to that point where everybody starts talking about it is joel and, out there is Giannis out there well and then the other side of that too for miami and i i don't know how a miami heat fan can't be thinking about this jimmy's not getting younger either no. jimmy's getting into his mid his mid 30s uh you know he's not playing all 82 and and i know they had a great dream season to get from the plan to the finals realistically i mean that team without dame like that team's not winning a chip right like Miami fan is really happy right now because Miami had a great season. They really did. Uh, suppose the best coach in the league, in my opinion. You guys aren't close to Denver. Like, if the if, is the end goal to brag about being second, or is the end goal in Miami to win chips? Because I I was under the assumption that that franchise valued the chips and getting to that spot. Mm -hmm. And without Dame, that that team is not close to winning a title. And so, like both sides here, I'm like, your guy is getting older. And then on the Portland side, I'm like, what's that threshold where you get to a point in the calendar where it goes, well, he's going to be 34 now. And suddenly that package that we didn't want to take for whatever reason or whatever that package is, it's not obtainable anymore. All right. Let's pivot off the Lillard stuff because we're getting to the point of, oh, that's right. We beat this horse. Hold on, let me grab my baseball bat out that we use for the horse and put it away. This, well, this, but, this camera moving is really freaking me out. Sorry. It's It's been a trip to kind of do this with you as the camera's just <laughs> effing around the it's, whole time. I'm so sorry. I, it's okay. I didn't do it once when I was sitting here setting everything up, and I'm like, oh, I must have to go in the settings and have it, like, do something. But no, it's – yeah. So let me let me ask you this and we'll move on, all right, because yeah, I'm with you. No, I don't no, want to – What – if they go into the summer, do you think they get a better deal – Next summer, do you think they get just as good a deal next summer? Like, I don't no think they go into the summer. Like, I, again, I my the thing that I land on is in November and December. November and December is what I keep falling back on. That's just ultimately yeah. where I end up over and over and over again. And if it's not going to happen right away, what what they're hoping for is a disruption. An owner, either an owner change, an owner or a GM sees a team that starts out hot, mm -hmm. a, a, a Matt Ishbia. Yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah. That's what you're hoping for if you're the Blazers. You need some instigatory position to happen. A team to say, hey, we're not in these sweepstakes, but we can be in this situation. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what they're that's not even hoping for. Like that's that's the impetus for them trading him, because as it stands right now, it's hard to see them dealing with the Heat. Like the the noise around this, everybody has you know went from the default, oh the deal's done. I had people in Vegas like, oh yeah, no, the deal's done, the deal's done. I'm like, they haven't talked. <laughs> I don't I don't know how that's gonna happen. They haven't talked. To I don't know, I don't I don't know how this deal's gonna get done. To like back again, like oh it's gonna happen before training camp, and I'm like, oh is it? It might. Everybody I've talked to doesn't seem real enthused about the idea of it happening. 
Like, everybody keeps falling back to the idea of, well, I mean, I guess. I guess it's going to happen. Bobby Marks. um, I was talking to him in Vegas about this, and it's funny. I think he ended up at basically the same position that I did today, which was he had a... uh, Let me see if I can find it. He had a tweet earlier today. Uh, There you go. I don't think it's very complicated. Here's what Miami has to offer. It's up to Portland to take it or enter training camp season with Lillard on the roster. I don't see any other suitors willing to give up the farm. And I think that is where it sits. And I think Portland's saying, okay, fine. We don't want to trade him. And I think it's for for a lot of people, not even just on the Heat side, but I think a lot of people on the Blazers side too are like, just just do it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people I think who are just, they don't like the messiness of it. They just want it done and sure. over with. And yeah. that, that's fine. I, I'm glad you're yep. not running a franchise that I have to cover. For the love of God, thank you. <laughs> that would drive me insane. Um, that's what the money's for, is to deal with the uncomfortable part of all this stuff. But I, I'm I'm with Bobby. I think that's the position. Like, they know what Miami has, and that's the whole point. Like, anybody might, Miami doesn't know what Portland wants. Shut up. Shut up. Yes, they do. Everybody knows what Portland wants. They want something that actually matters. The second that happens, they'll deal him. That That's what this comes down to. So right. something has to change. What Portland wants has to either come down or what Miami has has to become more valuable. Those are your, your, your levers for that exact scenario. The other ones are another team. A new challenger approaches. Like, <laughs> that's... That's where we're at. Beyond that, shrug. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's pivot off Lillard. What are the non-Lillard storylines that you were looking forward to in training camp? Because I know I haven't got a handful. You know, I, I think outside of the guys coming back, I kind of have a lot of questions just about the roster itself. I think it's, um, it's interesting because I think a lot of us out here we're operating under the assumption, Danny, that they weren't making moves because, well, when you make a trade, there's incoming salary and there's incoming roster spots. And what do you want to fill? And I know they've done a lot of like 10 day, you know, exhibit deals. They've, they've done the, the two way guys. I'm more kind of just curious how, and this is more of a, a Joe, a Chauncey. And by the way, you ask how they've talked. I mean, Kyle Lowry meeting Chauncey in a press box, pretty slick way to get people to talk. But, um, I will say this. Yeah. As dumb as that looked, and it looked very dumb, they have known each other for a very long time. I know. Yeah, Kyle has an interview where he's like, Chauncey's a mentor to me. It just looked yes. funny because Chauncey realized they were on TV, and he's like, oh, I got to get out of here. Yeah. but and, and for those that don't know, Chauncey obviously went to school there. Well, yeah. Um, I'm just really curious about the roster construction of the team because I was just under the assumption it was all wait for the Dame trade. And I, I, I'm kind of wondering if why maybe moves weren't made earlier. Like, was there no scenario where it made sense for them to trade three seconds for Obi Toppin? I, and I know that's a random thing to throw out there, but it's questions like that that I have. Outside of, like, the young guy's development, how far has a guy like Bari come in the offseason from where he was at in year one? Like, it's kind of that for me. It's the roster construction of a team that many people don't think is going to be very good. Yeah, I, I think so too, and I think that they're not taking those particular flyers and expending any additional assets right now because they don't know what's coming back or what could come back. It's a gap year. Yep. 
That's what it is. And they're going to see what, throw everything out on the table and go, what do we have? Post-deadline. Or post-deal. Whatever it does or doesn't happen. Let's just say it happens in November. Then, I think you can see them going into the deadline trying to shape things around. Mm -hmm. On that front, I've heard Nurk's name come up multiple times in the last couple weeks. And linked with the Phoenix Suns and DeAndre Ayton. I've heard that that rumor has popped up since trade deadline last year. I think we started talking about that. Yeah. Is that what it was? Uh, I actually want to say it was prior to that. Even. Was it free agency it, before that? Like, it, I, I think it might've been free agency. Before he got, yeah, you're right. Before he yeah. got his new deal. Yeah. Cause we, a lot of people think Phoenix was going to do it. Cause remember him and Monty had the, the dust up and it was awkward and it's, it remains. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine so. <laughs> That, hey, but that's I think that's an encouraging thing to hear on, on for somebody like me, like curious about roster. If you tell me there's some kind of swap involved where, you know, you give Nurk a, a legit contending shot, man. Like that's a hell of a thing mm-hmm. to wake up to, right? Is to go from what Portland currently is for Nurk is to go to Phoenix. Oh, I'm going to Phoenix. I'm gonna go okay. play with Book and Beal and KD. Beal and KD, and we're gonna have a shot at this thing. And then conversely, I think the other way, like huge for Aiden, man. I know it's not Phoenix and they're not gonna contend, but but his role, his, his role would spike. Yeah, you, you're going to get more looks. You're 25. Ant's 24. Like, Shaden's, you know, going to be 20, 21. Mm-hmm. You got some young guys to kind of build with here, and that could be a pretty exciting restart, I think, for a player like him. It would also fit a profile for what the team is kind of looking for in young, athletic bigs. Rim-running guys, yeah. yeah. Even though yeah. he does have the ability to, to, you know, pop out and stretch that mid-range jumper. Um, sure. I just think that I think that's those are the kind of things that like team wise. I've seen people in the comments and people have DM me about about Skylar Mays. Skylar Mays is in town. I would expect that he ends up with the Blazers either as a two way. Remember they have one of those open on the actual roster or, or as a part of the the G League. Hmm. But um, I'd Sky- love to see the two way thing. I thought he was good at the end of last season. Look, if they lose Dame and they don't get a point guard back, they need another point guard on the roster. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. Scoot would be the only actual point guard in name, even if Ant is. Mm-hmm. So Skyler can slide in there in that facet. I think that's, I think he's around right now and working through camp before it officially becomes camp because pre-camp, because at training camp, you, ha- you, you are contractually, like once the NBA season starts, camp starts, you are limited to 21 contracts. Doesn't mean the guys can't go out there and work out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Favors came in and did some workouts. A couple other guys have come through and done some workouts. I saw some other guys at the practice facility uh, leading up to summer league. Like guys are coming and going all the time. That's very normal. That's not a, a Portland thing or because of this right now. Like that's just it's out there. So um, I I would I would imagine Skyler ends up on the Blazers one way or another. It's, it's kind of funny in the comments. I I have had multiple people notice Skyler around which is weird he would not to me he's not the guy that in Portland that people would notice around you know what I mean Moses oh, Brown we've had people uh, identify Skyler Mays around town huh? yeah oh no I've gotten a couple DMs about it I've gotten we got it here in the comments um somebody said emailed me something to Jack Ramsey's account I think uh-huh and I was like huh Skyler Mays is that recognizable to folks 
It's the people that are lurking around the facility, always looking for an autograph or an yeah, accident. Yeah, those, like, those hey, people. Didn't see, I didn't think I'd see you here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, those people do exist. The, the they do? There. Um, for me, coming into camp is who the hell plays small forward? I would imagine Tease, th- right? right? Right now, it's Tease. It has to be Tease. Is, is Tease your long-term answer? Is, is like, Listen, I love Tease. Like, as a dude... Not many more guys that I love being around uh, in the locker room than him. He's just him and Nas, which coincidentally enough is the other guy, you know, kind of currently battling yeah. for those spots, are two of the most inquisitive dudes I've ever come across in the locker room. They seem very wholesome. They are. And anytime you ask either of them a question, they always respond with a question of like some sort of clarification. Like if you like, what's your favorite whatever? And they're like, well, like favorite in this vein. Like they always right, want to make right. sure, like very, and it's not like with media. Like they do that in their conversations with everybody. They're always trying to like, they're very thoughtful. Yeah. And how they go about their their business. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Number one, I have heard from folks that Nas has looked incredible, physically, mm. and just kind of just growing into his game. And the caveat is always health. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, he's a big, strong. He's two hundred and thirty pounds. Jeez, he's huge. Like he's he's changed his body since he came to the league. He was he was a jacked kid when he came in at nineteen, I think. He's yep. a jacked kid when he came in the league. Nas is going into the first year of his new deal. This is year five for Nas. It's crazy. It's been five years already. Going into year five, yeah, it's been four. Yeah, right. So it's like, right. it's. Let's see what he looks like physically, mentally. Can he stay healthy? Can he steal minutes from from Tease? Can he? Does he end up sliding up to the four? I think he's more two three, where he can use his power at the two. But my God, there's no minutes there. Yeah, that's the logjam between Ant Shade and so Nas has got to eat at the three. Okay, who ends up rising up and taking minutes at the four? Who ends up getting the backup five minutes? Yeah. Do they have a guy that they can trust to go play small ball? Can they optimize putting Scoot, Shaden, and Ant on the floor at the same time? In my one Dame basketball storyline, how the hell do Scoot and Dame look together? Does Scoot handle the ball more? Does Dame play off ball? Like there's there is a ton of It's gonna be Scoot off ball. Right? We know that. I I don't. Really? So you're going to take Dame and put him more on ball with the guy that has shown he can't shoot? Or are you going to get the guy who's got the electric athleticism to get downhill and collapses the defense to kick out to one of the best shooters in the world? I I think your theory is correct. I think where I disagree with here is uh, I haven't seen one of those guys play off ball hardly ever, and the other one is a rookie. And so, like, it's... Kick out to the guy that shoots thirty percent, not ideal, but mm. also hyper athletic, quick. You know, maybe he gets an up fake here, hits a three there, gets in the lane, creates something for somebody else. I just, I'm, I'm just operating in what I've seen, and I, I don't, I don't see Dame playing off ball. I think I see the rookie playing off ball. I've but seen- that, I think that's the fascinating thing about this. If Dame indeed does have to play, and it sounds like he will. What are you doing with minutes, man? Like my second thing, if Dame is on this team, was gonna be, uh, well, Dame wasn't on the team. Was gonna be, does Ant make us feel real uncomfortable? Does Ant make us question a lot of roster building in the future with his play this year? 
It, what do you mean? I think like, in, in a good way? Yes. Yeah. I'm saying Ant comes in and gives you, and this is under the assumption Dame's not here. Like, what are you doing as a fan base or franchise if Ant comes in and is getting you 25 and 5? 25 and 7. Yeah. 25, he, 7, and he five. Literally, he's, like, he's done it for two stretches of a couple months. Okay, so this is it's, this it's not, it's, underrated. No, it's not. Like, if Dame is not on this team, I fully expect Ant to put up sideways numbers. Because, and I, and I and when we dive into Scoot, we'll get into this some more. I, I have hammered this. I am trying to tamper the Scoot expectation stuff more than probably anybody. And it's not because I don't think Scoot is going to be good. It's because he's a 19-year-old point guard. You're, they, they, they're never good. Like, even the greats, even the great young players, Kyrie, Steph, uh, LaMelo Ball a couple years ago, each one of those guys had something that was otherworldly. Kyrie's got one of, the, if not the best handles ever, while also being one of the most efficient shooters of all time. LaMelo's one of the five best passers in the league while also being 6'8". Stephon Marbury's mm-hmm. one of the most bursty athletes, water bug quickness that we've ever seen in the game. Scoot's athletic. He's not top top 1.1% athletic. He's a hell of a passer. He's not one of the five best passers in the league. He's a solid finisher. Needs to work on finishing. He's a decent pull-up shooter. He needs to work on that. He's a bad three-point shooter. So mm-hmm. all of these other markers that these other guys have had to be very good, he needs to clear those hurdles first. And I think he will in a couple of years. But I think you're looking at him in production in year one, like thirteen and seven. That's good. by the way, that's not that's not a slight. Like that's good. Think about twenty-two year old Damian Lillard. Twenty-two year old Damian Lillard. Do you know what he averaged, Brandon? And pull this back up again because this is his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, what was he? Seventeen, sixteen. I want to believe it was seventeen. Three. No, it was nineteen. Nineteen. Was, right. So I shorted him. Yes, 19 and six and a half, which yeah. was the rookie of the year. One rookie of the year. Incredible. Played all 82. He played 39 minutes a game. Yeah, they needed him quick. Okay. That was with LaMarcus Aldridge and Nick Batum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's that on this team? Listen, I, I love Jeremy. He's not the offensive machine LaMarcus was. No. They got a guy that they can trust as a secondary playmaker and defender and at the wing spot? No. Not yet. Just But eh. I think you're kinda you're kinda making my point for me though. Like Man, we we've lived here our whole lives. We know what happens. if if Ant comes out and does this, you're not gonna get a whole lot of people excited about trading him away because I think the idea even if it's incorrect right now, I think the idea, Danny, is that people look at this team and say, Scoot, Shade, Scoot, Shade, Shade and Scoot, one, two. But if Ant's coming in, he's going to play more minutes. He's going to get more looks. Ant's going to play he, more minutes than I think anybody else on this team this year. And he shoots and he gets into the mid-20s efficiently and is getting like seven dimes. I, maybe they're going to be hard pressed on their plan, and the plan is exactly what we think it is with with the Scoot Shaden. But I, I think it's going to make a lot of people within the organization and the fan base really in an uncomfortable spot of really overvaluing Anthony Simons. Go from undervaluing to overvaluing. Him. Well, no, I just I think that's going to be a real thing here. You know it is, man. Like, 
Look, I mean, who are you talking to? It takes to? a 10 game stretch to change everything. Who, who are you talking to here? Right, I know. But this is my point. It's one of the things I'm kind of watching is like, it's interesting what they're doing. Look, I. I look at this, and that's that's one of the storylines for me, hundred percent through and through. What does Anthony Simons look like? And here's the thing: Ant at the end of the season, Shaden at the end of the season, all that end of the season stuff. You can't use those as clear markers because there's too many teams that are disinterested at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. The one that I look at where I'm like, okay, this is a better sample size, was two years ago when Dame got shut down. When Dame has his surgery, what uh, late December, Ant takes over with CJ with the with the punctured lung. In mid December, he struggles for two weeks, and then it's twenty twenty seven and six on like 48, 44, 90 splits for two months. Mm-hmm. That's the thing where I go, okay, he can do it. Like he can be that guy. Now, what you get in March, April. It's nice. Like I'm, I'm not discont- you know, discounting what Shaden did at the end of the season because he still shot the ball well. He still showed he had growth as a creator. He had growth as a, as a primary ball handler. He had growth as a pick-and-roll ball handler. Even if they were still lagging, he went from playing in Nike EYBL circuit to the NBA. And that growth curve, it's never linear, but it went from eh to way. There's some ups and downs even at the very top there, but you mm. saw it's tough. It's tough. Um, it's going to be very, very, very interesting to see where stuff ends up in the pecking order, particularly if they if they do trade Dame before the season. If they don't, it's going 18 different ways from Sunday. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, what the hell? What We're going to watch this and go, what the hell are we doing? I hmm. I had some, somebody in here said that Scoot shot um, 40% on catch-and-shoot threes, and I'm trying to find his In his last year in the G League? In the G League, yeah. Or two years ago, because two years ago, I believe statistically his season was better which is what people got excited about. And after the Victor game, the numbers weren't quite what people thought they would. But again, he had the draft looming and I mean, I will have to wait and see on that one, but Uh, I know he shot 28% from three on the season that. Yeah. Which that stat has been passed around. Yeah. The thing about this is, and this is where it, it like it matters to be a star guard in this league if you don't have the ability to hit threes off the dribble, you have to be substantially good somewhere else. And that's what I'm watching for. Can Scoot develop that Chris range, uh, Chris, Chris range, Chris Paul range free throw pull up? Cause he loves going to it. Can he shoot mm-hmm. it at 44%? Because if he can now defenses, they got to come up. They can't play that heavy, heavy drop. You know, how does he manipulate? Cause the one of the things, one of the things I, I do rate, Scoot's natural ability higher than Dame's for is his ability to get in the paint and spray the ball around. Dame's passing ability is not like his breadth of passing, like the different types of passes is not as great as Scoot's. Scoot has hands like dinner plates 
And if you mm-hmm. watch him with the ball, it's on a string that you won't believe. And it's not to say that Dame doesn't have a that doesn't have a good handle or anything. Like, don't this isn't slight or slander on Dame. This is just the difference that I notice in watching them play. Scoot's ability to spray the ball on the drive while in the paint, I believe he has a better natural a natural ability to do that than Dame. I think Dame got significantly better at that through that, you know, ten plus years in his career. So how that shakes out for for Scoot. That's the thing that I'm watching for. Like, I think he's going to blow through. I, I, I mentioned it in my, my Patreon article. Three guys that have averaged 15 and 5. Marbury, Kyrie, LaMelo. That's it. As teenage point guards. Mm-hmm. It's a short, short list. It's hard to be a guard in the NBA. It's even more hard now because of the primary duties of what you have to do. Going from that, I think he's significantly more likely to hit the assist over than the points over yeah i could see that for sure given what's currently you know he has to deal with well i mean even just that just think about it like dame one of if not the best college pick and roll scorers ever with years of experience coming in running an offense at 22 23 years old Mm -hmm. average 19 with an all-star teammate I keep seeing everybody's like, oh, he's going to put up like 19, 20, and 7. And I'm like, word? I, rookies don't do that. Now, yeah, he, expectations can be a damn thing, though, man. That's, like, why, that's why I'm trying to tamp stuff down. <laughs> I'm like, look, enjoy him. He's going to be good. I think he's right. going to be great. But like, let's let the kid live. Let's not push him off the cliff before he ever gets up there, man. It's chill chill well so if if you were to power rank it though and let's let's operate without dame okay you're power ranking these things with the current roster sans dame and obviously guys would be coming in if you're just looking at the guys here now though you you power rank it in terms of expectation and what you're expecting to see from guys to carry teams get big workloads score points all that it's easily ant one easily yeah i think it's easy I, I actually I don't think Scoot is two. And that's do. my other big thing. It has Shaden. It's yeah. it's Shaden. It this is a pretty pivotal year, I think. One to two not, is usually typically, it's not always. Yeah. Uh, you can see some of the the bigger like blips, but I think you also see a lot more variance of like I don't how do I put this in a in a way that makes sense? You see some of like the oh, but you also see like the league is also on them, and so they have mm-hmm. some deeper lulls because they have more responsibility. It's year three that you see the does he have it? Has he captured it? Has he gone? Mm-hmm. Oh, I oh I know what to do here. You know what I mean? Like that's a pivotal season and a, a spot for him for us to kind of not conclude, but look at it and go, do we like the direction this is gonna go? Like, is this may do we have baby Kobe? is what people are looking for. Now, I'm not saying, like, be actually Kobe, but show us that, man. Show us that edge. Show us the 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 light bulb going off and go out there and put on a show when you're playing. There's been, like, uh, this weird feeling that I've gotten from fans since Summer League of, like, oh, Shaden had a rough Summer League. We average seven, 17 and five, I think is what, 17 and four. It's a pretty, pretty sport, pretty spore, pretty poor shooting splits. I thought physically he looked better. I thought this is a place where you 
try stuff, and I thought he was trying things. I thought he put on his summer league blinders and just tried to do stuff, mm-hmm. which, to be honest, is what I want. Like, I know everybody, we, we, we get caught up in the memes of the Blazers winning a summer league championship because it's funny and it's fun and it's, you know, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, I also look at it like, a guy like Shaden, when he's there, should go, bloop, I don't see any of you. Yeah. None of you matter. This is about me. And that's not a slight on those guys. Like, that's the way he should go down there and operate. Like, I can beat you off the dribble. I can dunk on Cam Whitmore and flex on his head. Like, make mistakes. That's what that place is for. Right. I don't worry about that. Now, for, I don't know, March, and he looks the same as he did last year? Now I'm worried. Yeah. But is there a point, is there any point in this second, in Shade Sharp's second season where you're like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Like, is, is, is there is there any part of this season that, like, if he's, like, 16 and 5, are you freaking out? No, I'm not freaking out at 16 and 5. I, what, I'm not what, expect- what, what, is your, what is your bar of, like, uh, I don't know, man? I mean, if it's, like, 12 and 4 and the splits aren't amazing, I, I don't know how you're not a little, a little like, uh, what, what what's going on? Like, you get to the 14, 15, 16 area. And I'm nitpicking over a bucket. I, it's easy to hear that and go, you got, you're got nitpicking uh-huh. over a bucket. Yeah, you know what I am. Leave me alone. But it's September fit- 19th. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if if Dame's gone, Danny, like people got to shoot those shots, I'd imagine he's going to get a decent amount of looks given what we saw last year. And this is a big opportunity for him, man. I think this can go a long way, the growth from what you've learned in the league so far, what you can apply and then the opportunity being handed to you. Not, not every young player gets these opportunities where it's like, hey, we are quite literally a rebuilding franchise looking for the next wave of guys, and you're at the top of the list. Like, That's not handed to everybody. It's a really big opportunity for him. Beyond those guys, and there's more that we'll, we'll, we'll dive into. This is just kind of like the, this is the teaser. Um, I really want to see preseason. I want to see Murray. I want to see Rupert. I want to see yeah. Scoot. I want to see Baji. Like I want to see everybody that we got to see at summer league get a little bit more run. You didn't even mention my guy, man. What about Bari? I'm excited to see oh, Bari. Listen, I, I I look at Bari more as like a rostered guy. He, I told you this last year at summer league when I talked to him. I'm like, this is a guy that's going to be in the league for 10 years. He gets it. He gets being a role player. Mm-hmm. And I see people ask, like, what about trending? What about trending? What about trending? I think the Blazers ultimately decided that the way the roster is set up, they had room for one of Jabari or Trendon. And as much as I like Trendon, as fun and unique as he is, he is a luxury to have because you have to do stuff to fit around him. Mm-hmm. He's not a great defender. He's a little short-armed. He's incredibly creative. He's got the weird floater. He's a great finisher. You start to add three-pointer to his game. But he's more of a five than a four, like kind of how he plays. And he's not really a shot blocker or a defender. So you kind of – it's harder to make it fit. He ends up in Brooklyn on a non-guarantee, and I hope he sticks there because that's the exact kind yeah. of team. Like you surround him with a bunch of wings that are yep. switchable and can cover up for him. I'm like, ah, there you go, because he adds a creation element with like all of the wings around him. That would be super fun. 
Here, I just I look at it and I go, ah, you've got to make sure Scoot is fed. If Dame's here, Dame's fed. And mm-hmm. then Shaden. Oh, yeah, by the way, Jeremy Grant. There's five at least mouths that need to eat. That need the ball, that want the ball. Six, seven, eight. You start, you start adding more guys. It's like, uh It starts looking like uh, Covington and Powell and CJ and Dame and Nurk. And right. Ah, it's like, oh, right. That's right. Too many guys got overpromised big roles, didn't they? Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how you get there. So I want to see how they get, they get out there, and I want to see how they look against NBA players. I want to see how far away Rupert is. Does he have a Nick Batum moment where he goes from looking like the worst player you've literally ever seen at Summer League to starting opening night? Now, I'm not saying he's going to do that, but like, does he look significantly better because of the culture shock and like getting, okay, I got my feet underneath me now. This is, this is a lot better. Or is he right. a guy that rightfully needs a bunch of seasoning because he just turned 19 in March or May? May 31st? Yeah, it was May 31st. Yeah. And then Chris Murray, how how ready are you? Like, are you, are you the ninth man? Are you tenth man? Eleventh? Like that's a guy. That's that's ultimately where I go as far as like the initial like big basketball related questions going into the season as far as players. There's we'll get more and more and more and more as we get going. But this is kind of like this is the the opening tease. I'll start uh, pumping out the videos probably next week on the the player breakdowns, and then we can kind of talk about those here on the show. But uh, I, I think that's ultimately where I end up. What about you? No, I, I think we covered all the bases, training camp, the kind of things we're looking for. Uh, I would add the Murray thing. I'm with you. Like, it feels like first-round pick, real opportunity to kind of be that ninth man. Uh, he's also really mentally tough. So, like, in nights where he doesn't have it, what else is he doing for you on the defensive side of things and, you know, trying to make plays here and there? I, I just – I'm excited to kind of – I'd like to get the Dame thing – you know, rip it off like a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. I understand that won't happen. Uh, but we get closer to camp. You start to kind of like settle in like, oh, my God, it's the season. Like the season is That's the thing. It, it's, it's upon us. Weeks. Literally many days in two weeks. Yeah. So we'll we'll start getting into player previews, breakdowns, all all, all, all the good stuff and uh, kind of what, what's coming out of camp and whatnot. Um, and then we'll work our way from there. It's, it's going to be here quick, fast, and a hurry. Um, yep. We'll have uh, the watch playback watch parties again for all the road games. We'll figure some stuff out there. We'll have some more contests and giveaways and all kinds of cool stuff. So, I th- But I think we're good for now. We good? Yeah, I think we touched on everything. All right. Um, we will do um, a pre-media day kind of expectations, stuff that we might kind of go over, questions I might ask while I'm there. Um, obviously, I will be there. Um, I won't do like a live stream from there, but I believe the Blazers are going to carry it. Um, but that day when we get home, uh, we will do a media day review as it were. And I'll kind of give you and quotes and comments and stuff from, from on location and then work away from there. So other than that, you got anything, man? Nope. That's it, man. Just uh, tune into the fan. We'll follow the storylines with the Dame stuff. If anything happens at all. And, uh, yeah, season's right around the corner. All right, uh, you can find Brandon every morning, 6 to 9, on 1080 The Fan with his co-host, Andy Dirk Johnson. You can find me, uh, I almost forgot my time slot there for a second, <laughs> noon to 3, 1080 The, the Fan, my co-host. You like the camera follow me around? No, I say, it's, it's the camera screwing you up. You're yeah. like, what's my time slot again? And I'm like, camera one, camera two, camera one, camera, camera two. One, camera two. <laughs>
Uh, from New to 3, my co-host, Dusty Hero. Uh, I don't think we have anything good going on. Yeah, no. There you go. That's a great, great plug, right? Uh, we'll dive a ton into college football with everything going on this week, but we'll, we'll save all yeah. that for the, the college football uh, talk on our shows. Other than that, everybody have a wonderful night. Uh, take care. Talk soon. Uh, oh, yeah. You can find us on social media at Danny Brink, at Brandon's Break, at Jack Ramsey's. I'm all out of practice, man. JackRamsey's at gmail.com. Other than that, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful night. Everybody say hi to my new camera. I'm going to fix it, I swear, so it doesn't track me all creepily like. <laughs> and have a great, great night. Talk to you soon. 